Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Laura Grassi, and today I'll be talking to you about how phenol extraction of DNA works. Phenol extraction of DNA is a commonly used method for removing proteins from nucleic acids. That is, remove proteins from cell lysates during genomic DNA preparation. It's commonly used, but not well understood. If you want to know how phenol extraction works, listen on. I'll start with a quick outline of how phenol extraction of DNA is performed. First, a volume of phenol is added to the aqueous soup containing the proteins and the DNA to be purified. Since phenol and water are immiscible, that is, do not form a homogeneous mixture when mixed, two phases form. One, a water phase, that is the aqueous phase, and two, a phenol phase. Phenol is the denser of the two liquids, so it sits on the bottom. The phases are then mixed thoroughly. This forces the phenol into the water layer where it forms an emulsion of droplets throughout. The proteins in the water phase are denatured and partition into the phenol while the DNA stays in the water. To explain how the addition of phenol can separate DNA and proteins, we need to briefly touch on solvents. This is the chemistry bit. Bear with me. A solvent is a substance, normally a liquid, that can dissolve other substances. Broadly, solvents can be classified according to their polarity, which depends on how extreme the spread of electron density in the molecule is. Water is a very polar solvent because the oxygen atom is very electronegative, so it sucks the electrons towards it and away from the hydrogens, creating a slight negative charge on the oxygen and a slight positive charge on the hydrogens. That is, the charge is polarized within the molecule. Phenol is a less polar molecule than water. Although it has a highly electronegative oxygen, this is counteracted by the phenyl ring, which is also very electronegative, so there is no concentration of electron density around the oxygen. That is, the charge is not so polarised in a phenyl molecule. So what does this have to do with the separation of DNA and protein? Well, in general, polar charged compounds dissolve best in polar solvents, and non-polar molecules dissolve best in less polar or non-polar solvents. DNA is a polar molecule due to the negative charges on its phosphate backbone, so it is very soluble in water and less so in phenol. Therefore, when water and DNA and protein and phenol are mixed, the DNA does not dissolve in phenol. Instead, it remains in the aqueous phase. But proteins are a different story entirely. As you know, proteins consist of long chains of amino acids. Each amino acid has its specific characteristics owing to the nature of their side chains. Some, such as phenylalanine, leucine, and tryptophan, are nonpolar because their side chains contain no charged entities. Conversely, amino acids with side chains containing charged entities, such as glutamate, lysine, and histidine, are polar. The polarity differences in the side chains are biologically important because they largely determine how peptides fold into functional proteins. Put simply, the chains fold so that as many as possible of the side chains that are less polar than the solvent are inside the proteins, away from the solvent. In contrast, side chains of similar polarity to the solvent arrange outside. Another way to think about it is that polar side chains are hydrophilic and non-polar are hydrophobic. The hydrophobic side chains hide on the inside while the hydrophilic chains on the outside. In the cell, cytoplasmic proteins fold according to the influence of water. However, Protein folding changes upon exposure to a less polar solvent like phenol. In short, the protein flips inside out because of the less polar residues, usually hidden inside, now want to interact with the less polar phenol. Conversely, some of the very polar residues may flip to the inside of the globular protein to be shielded from the new and suitable solvent. 
In short, the proteins are permanently denatured by the new solvent environment provided by the phenol. Whereas the polar residues on the outside of the proteins made them soluble in water, the phenol-inducing folding changes force the phenol-favoring residues to the outside. The proteins are now more soluble in phenol than in the aqueous phase. And this is the basis of phenol extraction of DNA. The phenol-soluble protein partition in the phenol phase, while, as discussed above, the water-soluble polar DNA molecules stay in the water phase. Once you've obtained your aqueous DNA, you can use ethanol precipitation to extract it from the aqueous phase. A word of caution. Phenol is a toxic chemical that is poisonous and corrosive. It can rapidly cause severe burns and should be handled with extreme care. Because of the dangers of phenol, consideration of alternative methods should be given. Salting out is one method for DNA extraction that avoids the use of hazardous reagents like phenol. But for now, that's it for how DNA extraction using phenol works. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bedside. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.